Time now for the Voice of the Land on the Big Play Network with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Always Positive Jay. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to this edition of the Voice of the Land. Yes, coming on a little bit late, still working through the remote version of the show when we need to be remote. Jay needed to be remote tonight. And I know I probably upset our producer extraordinaire, Peter Tellup, because I said I like driving the show when we're either both remote or both in the same studio, just because trying to play with the cutoff of audio that Zoom has. And no, I'm not talking about audio or producer. I'm talking about the audio of the actual sound of my voice that everybody can hear. The voice Uh, of the land. The voice of the land. That's right, Jay. That is Always positive, Jay chiming in, and of course Peter Tillip running the ones and twos, trying to make us look and sound as good as possible. Of course, you know we're working with a new camera here, and I don't know. I gotta I gotta work with all the settings. I'm still learning how to use it, so we'll get that picture clear. But most of the time, we will be in the studio and having crystal clear picture, as Peter has set it up to be. We are, of course. <clears throat> Excuse me, we are absolutely off the rails right from the jump, but we are partnered with the Big Big Play Network. We are so proud to be a part of the Big Play Network and partner with LPV Productions as well. And got to thank and shout out our friends every single time. You'll hear more information about them later on in the show. That is Vector Tentacle. They'll get the right person in the right job the first time. We'll kick things off tonight with exactly the team that I am wearing. You can't see it because my microphone is blocking part of it. But if you can deduce the two letters in the middle of the C and the S, that's right. We're talking Cavs. They are just about to tip off in Milwaukee for the first of a somewhat of a baseball series. They have a game tonight in Milwaukee and a game on Friday in Milwaukee. Of course, the Bucks firing their head coach, first year head coach, 30 and 13 on the season. Jay, where have you heard that before at this time of the year? Um, David Blatt. Oh yeah, David Blatt. The only Who the difference... hell even knows Blatt? I, you know, we we know Blatt because he was here for a year. You don't and remember half. the song, do you? I do remember the song, the J.R. Smith right. song. Yes, I, I'm kind of all petered out on fan songs right now. The Flacco fever element just absolutely... no. I agree. I'm glad they're gone. But that yeah. J.R. Smith song is probably my favorite of all time. There are there are a lot of good fan made songs. I mean, again, what kind of sports town are you? Where else are you going to get in the sports town the type of fans that we have here that are going to make songs not just for the Browns and quarterbacks that come off their couch to play for your team? They're going to make it for a three-point shooter. They're going to make it for all different types of people. I'm sure there's songs for people wanting to remember Stump Mitchell being here, even though the only reason I knew Stump Mitchell was because of his beard. We'll get into that and some of the coaching stuff. We'll get in the updates later on the show but Cavs seven eight wins in a row like losing track because they are just absolutely dominating teams when they get off to a they're going for nine tonight going for nine tonight now this will be the real test though Jay because yes Giannis is back they have their whole team what type of emotion are you expecting from the Bucks tonight after they fire their coach they're reportedly going to hire um, and Woj had this earlier, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, that they will hire Doc Rivers. The difference between the Cavs back in 2016 and the Milwaukee Bucks of 2023-2024, two differences. One, the coach that we brought in was already here and knew these players had played against some of them, including LeBron James. Now you're bringing in a coach that has no semblance, has not even had a chance to put his philosophy on this team? Will he keep some of the assistants? Does he know some of the assistants? Will he be able to work with those assistants? Tonight, is he Joe, overrated? Is he overrated? Is he someone that is, you know, still off, living off of a t- 2008 championship with the Celtics and every other team he's been with since has had epic collapses in the playoffs? Yes, that is Doc Rivers. Now, Doc Rivers will forget more basketball than I will ever know, and he is he still is a really good coach, and I understand why the Bucks did this. But Jay, tonight, the energy from this team, they'll have their interim head coach, one of the assistants, Joe Prunty, uh, coaching. I know he's done it a few different times. I, I don't know how this team is going to react, especially going through that big of a change, that big of a news story 
just a couple days ago. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have no idea how they're going to react. It's going to tell you a lot about what that team is and what they might do this year. I don't believe that. But, I mean, it's – I can't believe they fired that dude. They didn't – and they were, what, in second place? Second place? I mean, again, you can go back to – the precedent set here is you can go back to the Cavs in 2016 and – you know, the Cavs had 30 wins at that time as well. I think they were first in the East, if not maybe second, just like the Bucks are. They were in mm-hmm. good standing during that season. So it's like hard for me to say because I don't watch Bucks games. I'm not going to get on here. You know, we don't. We always keep it a buck. I ain't going to get on here and lie. I don't watch the Bucks. I can barely watch the Cavs. I got to watch them on the the ESPN app and just read what they're doing. But. I hope that they come out flat tonight. I want the W, but and at the same time, I also wanted, I'd like to see them come out energized and playing hard and give this Cavs team a good test during this win streak. Cause if they come out on their in fire and we come out, we are on fire and we, when they punch us in the mouth, we punch them right back. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a sign for the Cavs. It is. And the Cavs, again, they've been dominating teams in the first quarter that, the last Isn't there an few, awkward stat? Like they've only trailed like 35 seconds. 35 during this seconds That's during insane. The, I don't care who you're playing. That is insane. Because you're playing against other, other professional players. So, you know, it takes a lot to get to the professional ranks as a pro athlete, whether on the men's or the women's side of anything, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes effort. It takes a certain skill level that, you know, most of the most of the people that love sports will never understand or never experience that type of um, God-given, however you want to say it, type talent. And yet the Cavs only trailed 35 seconds. Now, is that going to stay the same? No, I expected they're going to trail at some point in this game tonight. And, you know, again, you have two games there. The biggest element to the way that the NBA is scheduling some of these games now I don't like that we are playing the Bucks, a division opponent, three times within a week and a half. Like that, that doesn't make any sense. We just played them last week without Giannis. We beat them by 40. Now people can say, yeah, you, but they didn't have Giannis. Well, we didn't have Mobley or Garland. Right. And the Bucks had Chris Middleton. They had Dame Lillard, who, you know, it's always supposed to be Dame time out there on the floor. You shouldn't be with guys like the Bucks have without Giannis, you should not be being beat by 40. And I think that's the difference in, in culture and why the Bucks may have felt that they needed to make a change. Their offense was ranked in the bottom half, bottom third of the league. Um, it seemed like certain nights they would pick and choose when to play. They could score 145 on you or, um, but they're just, they're not defending. They're not, they're not always giving the full effort on both ends of the floor. Kevin, so, um, if they come out and they are flat tonight after losing to us by 40 and getting a, a coach firing and they come out flat, I mean, what do you think about that Bucks team if that happens? If who comes out flat? The Bucks. They come out flat after losing to us last time and by 40. Like, we beat them up. They should be pretty mad. You think, you know, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to come back and get you for that. And they're co- they got a coaching change, which – supposedly should be a good thing and they don't like and we beat them again soundly with Giannis yeah what does that say about that team I mean luckily the the NBA season is long enough where Doc Rivers has some time to still get his um and they can win on talent alone which the Cavs couldn't do when they would they played with this type of mentality this type of effort what we're seeing now is the old school J.B. Bickerstaff mentality outwork the other team but guess what you're outworking the other team with still a lot of talent without two of your top four players on the floor that is what i've always wanted to see and now they're moving the ball more they're it's 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 about a team mentality we'll talk in the next segment about darius and and a couple other storylines around this team because i do want to get into that i want to tell you guys i want to explain to peter and jay the title idea i had for tonight but couldn't go with it because even they wouldn't understand it, let alone everyone else out there until I actually explained it here on the show. So we'll get to that on the other side of the break. But if the Bucks team comes out flat, Jay, I mean, 
they're playing again on Friday. And if uh, Doc Rivers is able to coach them, then maybe that's, you know, they've seemed to just flip the switch. Like, oh, we want to play this night. We don't want to play that night. Cavs hit us with a, a big run to start the last game. We just kind of shut down the engines pretty pretty quickly there because we still we still think that we're we're the better team when it all comes down to it. We play in we got to play teams in seven game series. Like no one's going to beat us four times out of seven. Bad habits tend to, and we've seen this in Cleveland, Jay. Bad Thank habits. You. I was bad, just about to say it. Bad habits, bad mindsets that you think you can just flip the switch and get out of. The 2016 Cavaliers are the exception. I keep bringing them up, but they are the exceptions to the rule. There are exceptions to rules or exceptions to trends. A lot of times, bad habits, bad mindsets that have been allowed to filter into a team now past the halfway point of games. Teams have already passed that 41-game mark. Boy, those are a lot harder to get rid of once you pass that halfway mark than they are to just sink in and be exactly who you're going to be. Yep. Dude, you, I was going to say it. I, sometimes this happens on our show and I'm like, well, I got nothing to say. Cause Kevin just took all the words out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Sometimes right. <laughs> when you're good, you're good. You know, hey, great minds think alike, but I, I I'm humbled yeah, by those words. That's why, uh, that's why I, I even brought the question up to you. And I mean, I hope they do. I don't want the Bucs right. to do good. I hope they establish all these bad habits. So when we play them in the playoffs, we could put a whooping on them and they catch them sleeping. Kind of like what happened to us in the playoffs last year. Although yeah. I don't think that team, it was because of established bad habits. I think they played tough all year. I think the, the, the he said it, the bright lights were too bright for him at the moment. I hope now they learn from that and they continue on to learn and don't make the same mistakes. I feel like that's a deeper discussion for a, another another day. another day, but I would disagree with you in the sense that, you know, it's one thing to get punched in the mouth in the in the regular season, and then you get you get your doors blown off because things just aren't going right for a quarter or a half, and a team gets up big on you, and you're expending all this energy to even try to get back in the game, and at some point you just hit a wall, and it tends to happen more often than it doesn't. You rarely see big comebacks like that but it's another thing when you get punched in the mouth and you still have more games and you still don't respond like at some point that manhood that's why it was so disappointing your manhood your pride whatever you did and there were games last year where that happened to the Cavaliers where they were outworked and things like that and they just thought they could use the talent that they had put all together now all this young talent they just thought it was going to continue to get them where they wanted to go. I think the injuries to Garland and Mobley have shown this team that that isn't the case. They came out with that mindset earlier on in the year. Now they're winning a lot of games, Jay. Uh, everybody is starting to talk about Garland coming back soon and Mobley may come back after the All-Star break. That seems to be more the conversation than the good side. I have a bone to pick with that on the other side and we still will talk a little bit about garland and mobley coming back and can they really come back into the fold and continue this mindset the Cavs aren't going to win every game but if they can continue with this mindset and then add more talent to it they should be in good standing will they be able to do that we'll talk about that plus a little discussion on tristan thompson who has suspended 25 games more Cavs talk right here on the voice of the land on the Big Play Network. Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout Northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com. Welcome back to The Voice Land right here on the Big Play Network. I am Kevin Earl on the other side of town tonight. Not the table, but the town. It is always positive, Jay and in his usual spot at the table with no one else there until the wrestling guys from the side 
Hustle podcast. Double A Anthony Alford and Kyle Cornell come in tonight. That is Peter Tellup talking Cavs tonight. I know that they are down right now. The game is already tipped off. If you are, are the Red Wings winning right now? I guess so. I guess the Red Wings are. If you guys didn't see it, uh, apparently, and I saw screenshots of it, Bally's was sending out promotion for this big game between the Cavs and the Bucks, and how, you know, both the Bucks and the Cavs are in regions where Bally Sports has the local stream, the local feed, uh, local broadcast rights to both of those teams. It was the Cavs. Versus the Red Wings. Now I don't know how that would work. I'm sure people have tried. I mean, to play were the basketball. hockey players playing basketball? Were the basketball players playing hockey? Did they make a hybrid sport? What's going on over there? I don't know. I'm sure someone will now take that and try to come up with a hybrid sport. Like now, I know that hockey players are able to transition their game to the, a hard surface, hardcore, out on the concrete. You know, you're playing street hockey. But basketball on the ice, I'm sure people have tried it. I can't imagine that that goes very well. I think the closest I've ever came is playing basketball in socks on a freshly cleaned wood floor. It was like playing on skates, and we fell a lot. Well, then it's probably not. It probably wasn't conditioned for basketball. I mean, because I feel like even in socks, if you have like a freshly pristine basketball court like you shouldn't no i think it actually would have might have been dusty whatever it was i'm it'd telling be, you it was, more it was dusty like than anything. i don't know sometimes when you got a freshly clean floor it's kind of slick with new clean socks well yeah but I, again i think like the, whatever like, it was it was a long time ago i can't remember i was in high school dude that's, and yeah that's, we fell a lot it's, it's no not fun. my area of expertise what is my area of expertise is understanding when to talk good about a team and when it's time to put questions out there for some reason. And I mean, the Cavs could lose tonight. Now, now they've won eight of their last nine. Like I say, you need to win at least one in Milwaukee. If you got these two games, you got to win at least one, you know, Milwaukee has is again, they've come out. They were up eight to four. Peter, do you have an update of where they're at right now? My phone is not opening. Uh, Hold on a second. It's 10 to four. (laughs) So, Go on, the, so, go on the wrong direction. Right. But you can tell our question from the first segment, though, Jay, you can tell what kind of mindset. This team is focused on getting get back for being beat by 40 last week and not having the, the coaching stuff, at least early on, that's not hanging over their heads. You knew that they were going to come out and throw the first punch because they're at home. Like, Cavs have shown that they can come back. I'm not. Again, I'm not going to freak out about a first quarter score. And if they don't win tonight, like, guess what? Bucks are a good team. They're they got a great home, home court advantage. They, they got do the, have a one great of the best advantage. audio visual guys that I know. When the when the NBA came back to actually playing in arenas, and you had like you still had limited seating from COVID, boy, that place was still loud in Milwaukee. Watching some of their games on national television. That arena was still rocking. Now, I mean, Cavs would be the same way. The Cavs weren't as good at that point. So, you know, crowds, there wasn't as much to cheer about. But I'm sure in that kind of situation, and the team is good, Cleveland's going to show up, show out, and you can have 9,000 people in a football stadium sounding like 80,000. That's how good Cleveland fans are. The problem I have, though, Jay, as good as this team is playing right now, and they are finding a way to adjust from not having Darius Garland and Evan Mobley, they're finding a way to adjust with other injuries, Karis LeVert in and out, and playing the brand of basketball that J.B. Vickerstaff told us offensively while still bringing the defensive tough defensive principles that J.B. Vickerstaff teams are built on. Do you think everybody is focused on that? No. It's all about... Well, there's no way this is going to continue. Oh, my gosh. my The fear meter is at a 20. It's broken. It only goes up to a 10, and I'm at a 20 because Darius Garland and Evan Mobley can't play this way. Well, what? Out of the big four, should we get rid of one of them? Which one would you get rid of? Which two would you get rid of? What, who can we trade this for? What can we get for this person, that player, that player? We knew coming into the season, Jay, everybody was going to only care about what this team did in the playoffs. I understand that. 
but it's a long season. So if you can't enjoy the journey to back to that point, because you have to earn it every single year and every single year, the way you get there is totally different than the previous year. The expectation is still to win one playoff series, if not two, if not more than that. I understand that again, but why are we not focused on the good, the positive side, the glass half full? Why do we always have to go to the glass half empty with every other team but the Browns? Everything with the Browns is turned into something positive, something great, as bad as things go. And yet with the Guardians and the Cavs, any good stretch of baseball or basketball, oh, that can't be the case. Oh, this person's not in there. What's, what's going to happen when they come back? They're going to disrupt this whole thing. Why? I, I Jay, can you explain it to me? I was going to have the title be, why so serious? Just like the <laughs> Joker in the Dark Knight. Why so serious? Those questions will be answered And we can have those discussions when Darius Garland and Evan Mobley actually come back. I do want a little bit of your thoughts on that, Jay. But before that, can you explain this to me? Why is that where we go with this? Uh, I think partially where you're getting your info is Twitter. That's the first problem with all this because. Oh, it's not just Twitter. I I, I don't. And you know that. No one at my work talks sports. No one at my work talks sports. Um, the radio people, they're a mixed bag, I guess, in that situation, but Twitter's, I think the worst, you know, because just the angry people are the loudest. They always are. That's kind of with everything. Like I, I dude, this is a beautiful problem. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. darn. We're playing great. And we have two great players coming back. Well, that's a good thing. I'm not worried about it. Cause guess what? If it doesn't work you will change it up and maybe you will get rid of one of the guys or do something or you just say suck it up and you play you guys are great figure it out i think eh, the the emergence of this team is people like sam mural craig porter jr unfortunately he's in trouble we'll talk about that tristan thompson coming in and establishing an attitude down like playing defense that's where it is. It's not because they're gone. It's because these other guys are filling roles we didn't have. Like we have not had the sharp shooter that we have in Sam Merrill for a long time. And that dude is just shooting lights out. Yeah, and I and I understand that people question, you know, can that continue because he's a 27-year-old basically rookie that has been in the G League, a journeyman, like a journeyman to get to this point. Um, you know, great story, and there's great stories all the time. But guess what? If you can do something like that well, either shoot the three or play defense or a combination of both, the NBA is going to find a spot for you. Hey, and what, He's not what, just hitting like wide open threes. I'm watching no. him create space. He'll catch and, that ball, do a little quick head fake. The dude goes for the shot, sidesteps, boom, three. Like he's you know, a legit shooter, dude. Like I, I, I'm really impressed by that kid. And you know who's driving that confidence? Oh, someone that people think doesn't want to be here because he won't, he wouldn't sign an extension this past summer when he still had another summer to go. All those questions, like we don't need to, we don't need to bog down a fun stretch of the season and what could be a, a a fun season in general with expectations. Once you get to that next step, we don't need to talk about that till we get there. Yeah. Why? Why predict bad future? Hope for the best and prepare for the worst. You know what I'm saying? But right. enjoy We're the ready. now. Enjoy We're, the now. It's fun. We're always ready for the worst here in Cleveland. And yeah, we'll come on here and talk about it. I'm not saying that it I'm not saying the season is gonna end great. I'm not saying the season is gonna end bad. I don't know. Here's but I thing. need to and see say, more of the season. I need to see more from this team. I want to see Darius Garland and Evan Mobley come back. Is it on J.B. Bickerstaff to find a way to make sure that they're coming into the same sort of philosophy and mindset and brand of basketball you're playing right now? Yes, but guess who else it's on? Who else Who else has the responsibility to come into this and want to be a part of this? Darius Garland and Evan Mobley. And if they can't, yes, they will be gone because professional organization – 
And I would say a well-run organization. Is it one of the best in the NBA? I I wouldn't say that, but it's a well-run organization with the Cavaliers. If you're not here for it, you ain't going to be here. I'm sorry. Like that's, you know, the problem will be fixed because it's either going to work or it doesn't. Kevin, let's just say uh, Donovan Mitchell leaves. Was it next year he's free agent? Or we have him one more year after this. We have one more year, but then, you know, people think that this, if he doesn't want to sign an extension, this would be the last year because the Cavs would try to maximize maximize his value, trade him with the one year left. And they're all worried about them just keeping him and him walking. And let's just say that happens. Worst case scenario. Yep. Are you going to be any more hurt or upset if you're being hurt and upset the whole time? Till he gets there, or well, you know, people will find a way, but you shouldn't. Be. Or you're just enjoying it all, and then when it happens, then you're hurt and upset. Like, why spend more of your time bothered by what could or could not happen when you, like I said, just enjoy the now with this team who's playing great basketball? They're sharing the like they're playing the right style of basketball. They're playing winning, playoff winning basketball. Darius and Evan are on the are on the bench. Especially at home games. Seeing this. Again, if you don't want to be a part of what's going on out there, having fun, playing a kid's game for your career, you don't want to be a part of that. That is a problem. It's not only on JB Bickerstaff. Everybody wants to, everybody always wants a scapegoat. Right now, everybody wants to trade Darius Garland. What has he done wrong to want you to for people to want him to go right now? He hasn't. He hasn't been fully healthy this whole season, and now he's got this. He he hasn't been able to eat. He's ate a <laughs> liquid diet because his mouth was wired shut, and he's had to watch this. If it's not motivating him, then he's not in the right business. The thing with Garland, if you want him traded or doesn't want him traded, like I just we're scapegoating, and I hate I don't that. if he's traded. I'm over, I'll react to it and see what we get. Whatever. Yeah. I'll be fine with it. If they trade him, I'm cool. If they don't, awesome. I like him. He's a good kid. He's a hell of a basketball player. Like, no matter what, it, to me, it's a win win situation. Right. Either you got good players, they come back and play well, or you got good players and they just don't fit well and you trade them and you get more good players, hopefully. Like, Oh my God, we're playing winning basketball and we're not in a bad position whatsoever. And everyone just wants to bitch and moan, man. The only thing we can bitch and moan about and is in a bad spot is Tristan Thompson being suspended 25 games for basically PEDs. I'm not even going to try to pronounce them because I read them. Don't try. (laughs) But I mean, again, and people are going to, well, you're doing that and you're only averaging three points and three rebounds. Stop going to a stat book every time. I love numbers. I love stats. I'm a math guy. I love it. Baseball is big on stats. I love it. I love looking at stats. But that never tells you the whole story. He has been a big lift off the bench, an energy boost, a veteran presence. He's been the backup center. And now he has made a huge mistake that has hurt himself from being able to play the game he loves and hurt his team by not being able to be out there. And it's another next man up mentality. That That's probably the theme of the 2023-2024 seasons of Cleveland. Next man up mentality. I I don't, I, I think that Tristan Thompson, you know, yes, when he comes back, it'll definitely help this team. But that's the type of stuff, if you're going to be a leader and you're going to get guys to respond to you and respect you and, um follow you those are the type of things you can't do you are responsible for what goes in your body and these guys come up with excuses well i didn't know this person gave me this this person gave me that we haven't even heard from tristan on this but jay it's you gotta take responsibility in it and unfortunately it hurts himself and his team it was a very selfish act he was dumb for doing it I mean, I'd love to say, oh, learn from your mistakes. But, dude, you're a veteran, man. You should know better. You're the dude that should be setting the examples for them. Like, if someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this, be like, no, dude, 
That's not what you do. You're going to get in trouble. They test for this. It's not worth it. It's not going to make you that much better. Just do it the right way. And he didn't. And now he's paying. And now the team's suffering. And he's going to have to deal with that. He's going to be on Damian Jones and some of the other guys. I mean, look, I mean, that that would made over. I mean, Evan Mobley's coming back sooner than, I mean, eventually. He'll so I, he'll be Garland first and then, then Mobley. And I feel like Mobley might be after the all-star break instead of before. But you know, this right now could be, you know, if they try to do like a smaller lineup, this would be opening up a opportunity for our draft pick and Amani Bates. Well, guess what? Amani Bates got suspended two games from the G League because he's jawing with fans. He's going into the stands to jaw with fans. Now that's a rookie. That's a that's a young person who's had a, that's the guy you want to learn from his mistakes. And when you they have a veteran, Tom should, should be the one talking to him about not doing stuff like that. And Tristan goes ahead and does that. That doesn't help continue to build the younger players that you have and set the right example. That's the culture that JB's trying to instill. That's the culture that uh, Kevin Stefanski's trying to instill with the Browns. I'm sure that's what Stephen Vogt is trying to instill with the Guardians. He's said on multiple radio interviews this week. You know, the goal this year is to win a World Series. And if you're not, if you're coming to spring training and that isn't your goal, that's not your mindset, don't even, don't even bother showing up. Now, can he, will that speech, will that talk about it moment, will he be about it? Will he get his team to be about it moving forward? We'll have to see, but there's plenty of time to talk baseball. On the other side, do want to get your thoughts, Jay, on a couple things, a couple things going on with the Browns as well as a certain coach up north now heading west. That's right. Jim Harbaugh has a new gig. We'll tell you what that is on the other side and react to it. This is the Voice Land on the Big Play Network. Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you. Get your gear at voiceofthelandcom forward slash shop. Welcome back to the Voice of the Land here on the Big Play Network. And, of course, partnered with LPV Productions and continued thanks to our friends over at Vector Technical. Right person, right job the first time. We've been talking a lot of Cavs. They're down at the end of the first 32 to 28 if you're watching us instead of them. But if you're able to watch us, watch both, that's great because you have multiple devices. I ain't got the money for that. But I appreciate anyone that is tuning in. I think we do need to switch gears, though, Jay, because there is a little news going around with the Browns right now and um, news that affects our college team. I think I have some stuff behind me. Yeah, there's Brutus right there. No, that's not the right way to turn. There it is. Brutus right there. There's Brutus. There's Brutus. I don't think you can see it because I'm in a smaller box. But uh, news that affects Ohio State as well as possibly the Browns because it's a move to the AFC with a decent quarterback out west. We'll get to that in just one second. But first, Jay, news reported today by Mary Kay and some other people. Oh my gosh, we have a new running back coach. No way. Awesome. It's Deuce Staley. Now I'm gonna remember Yay. that he's a running back coach because I liked I knew- him as a running back. I ain't gonna yes. lie. I did like Deuce right. Staley. I, I did like Deuce Staley too. Like I know that he played in the league. Very few people remember that Stump Mitchell was actually a running back and a really good running back. He is, I think there was a stat said today that he is still second all time in all purpose yards in the Arizona Cardinals history behind only Larry Fitzgerald. Like Larry Fitzgerald passed him. So like, that's how good Stump Mitchell was. But I only knew Stump Mitchell was a running back coach because of his beard. I had no idea who the tight ends coach was. 
I barely know any of the other assistants outside of the coordinators on this team. I think everybody knows who Stump Mitchell is now. He's on the media tour of the world. Yeah, and he was on with our friends over on the Big Play Reflog show on, on Monday, and he was with our... I Seriously, I think he did at least five to six different interviews in the last few days. Like, I, I don't know if you knew this, Stump, but I'm pretty sure your message got across. Yeah, I, I don't... I don't understand. Like, like why, dude? I've never seen a running backs coach get fired and have so much attention in my entire life. And this is nothing. This is not nothing against Stump Mitchell. He's a no, I just right, dude. Understand. From what everyone says, I'm just like, you guys, is it is a running backs coach? I don't. I don't understand what his purpose is for doing all of that. Because I he's, want the interview he's... of the the equipment manager next time. He's so complimentary of everything of Kevin Stefanski and, and the Browns. He doesn't hold any grudges. So, so what's the problem now? There was something said to Cam justice of channel five, who we need to get back on the show. Cause she is just, <laughs> she is amazing to talk to like the amount of sports knowledge that she has. We could probably talk to her for an entire show uh, with cam justice. There was some outcry though, because some Mitchell said something about Kareem hunt not showing up or not coming in what on were time. The, how was that worded? Kevin? Kevin has frozen time. Peter, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can so, anyone hear yeah, me? No, I can hear you, Jay. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Kevin Kevin's Kevin froze. gone. He's uh Kevin. <laughs> well, I was wondering what the rest of his uh his thought was there. What were we just talking about? I'm so thrown off. There he is. Wait, I think he's back. I think he's back. He's back? He's back. Am I back? You're back. Back. Guess who's back? <laughs> back I again. I think it happened at this exact Kevin's same time back. the last time I was at home. So yeah. there's got to... Something's something happening. Like, yeah. Somebody's messing with stuff. Stump, Lincoln. Stump Mitchell. What are you doing? Now, you, now you're trying to jump into our show, too. You already been on big play. I don't remember what we were talking about. We or you were about, about to Mitchell. say. I I don't know what I was about to say. Um Oh, but, I asked you what uh he said about Kareem Hunt because I didn't so get to watch I, that. Yeah, so I haven't seen like the exact quote or anything like that. I know Garrett Bush of 923 was kind of the main one to uh was the initial one to kind of bring up that element. And there was, of course, reports that Stump Mitchell was the leak from Berea and that's part of the reason why he wasn't retained as the running back coach like he was well, I mean he likes to talk that's for damn sure yes now again our friends over at the big play reflux show Nick Padone Gab Cruz uh Chris McNeil and of course big play Dave like they did a great interview I know Cam Justice did a great interview with him other people have done great interviews with him it's just I don't understand I don't get it like what are you I doing? do have it <laughs> Like I said, I I just never seen anyone. You're a not a big guest, dude. Like unless you have some like scathing thing to say, and you have this agenda you're trying to um, get out there. You're trying to get your get back at the Browns. You're you're all like professional and saying good things and stuff like that. Like, what's the point? You're just you're just a position coach. I'm sure you get another gig because you're a good running back and you're a really good coach. People respect you. The young players in the Browns locker room respecting them. I don't understand, Jay. I just, Is I just he don't. trying to get a job in the media? Maybe. That would make sense. But he's doing worse of a job than Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson does a terrible job when he come, when he does those media tours. Where the hell is the Hugh Jackson book still? Dude. I don't, he don't that. Even, <laughs> can we never bring up Hugh Jackson? Like, God. I know. But, like, that's, that's like, what I... That's the only thing I can compare it to, but Hugh oh, Jackson. Know, just, he just like, sucked. Hugh Jackson would go on like random media tours, and I know, but like wouldn't book say for anything. like two years that never came out. Yeah, like all of this, all of this scathing information is coming out, but you gotta it's get coming. my book. You just gotta get the book. You just, just trust me. Just trust me. <laughs> I mean, Lincoln might be walking. I don't want to speed things up, but Lincoln might be walking across the graduation stage. Lincoln, and, yeah, I was going to say. And we walking, still ain't getting that book. You'd be walking across, uh, yeah, whatever. If that book does come out when Lincoln's in school, he's doing a book report on it. But we're doing it the right way. And I ain't going to come out, Hugh Jackson ain't going to come out looking good in that book report. 
I won't. I ain't gonna lie though. If Stump Mitchell said he wanted to come on our show. I damn well would have him on our show. As much as we say, like, yeah, why are people having a show if Stump's like, hey, man, heard you guys got a great show. Want to come on? We'd be like, hell yeah, you come on. Pumped yeah, to have yeah. Stump Mitchell on, legendary running backs coach. Hey, you know why? Because we got two retweets on our show right now. So, nice. You know, send out a big message and not really receive well. <laughs> on the other side of things. So Brown's still looking for other assistant coaches. I'm not going to even get into, like, who should be this, who should be that. I don't really care. We'll get into what our top offseason storylines we're looking for are once this coaching thing is kind of set to the side. So I think that's kind of clouding being able to have a bigger offseason conversation, Jay. Wait, we're not talking about Stump Mitchell no more? Damn. (laughs) I almost dropped one there. (laughs) (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) Just, just fill in the fill in the word you think I would have used there. <laughs> you could say hell no, can't you? I wasn't gonna say that. Oh, it definitely ain't that type of show. All I'm right. the one that's almost dropping them. Woo! The other news around the NFL that broke that affects the college team, the main college team we root for here in Ohio, and even the AFC picture in general coming into 2024. Jimmy Harbaugh is going to L.A. to coach the Chargers with Justin Herbert. will no longer be at that school up north. There's reports that maybe some of his assistants at the school up north will go with him. Look, I want to beat that team at their best. All I know is Ohio State is spending a whole lot of money in NIL. And Ryan Day has spent a whole lot of money in NIL. Because that team won the national championship. The Buckeyes spent more on NIL than the Guardians have on their payroll. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. How'd that feel? Not good. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Paul Dolan. Oh, Guards Fest. Oh, I was not there. Yeah, I've never gone to it in my life. I keep wanting to go and I never do. You are tying great baseball minds you are tying their hands and their feet behind their back please stop i don't want to hear another person tell me don't talk down don't talk bad about paul dolan because every single time he gets to just skirt away from any sort of criticism oh you gotta come out and say that oh where's the power gonna come from paul Oh, well, we believe in our young players that we evidently have developed so well over the years. Wait, the ones we Kevin, do what's go that? elsewhere. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, wait. It's Mansardo. If they develop Mansardo or young. I hope he's awesome, but I'm sorry. I'm with those guys on the radio in the morning. I'm going to have fun with that guy this year. That's great. Cause I hope he's great. Cause I'll have I've been, more I've been, I have been stewing on this Jeff Shudell clip and it's not Jeff Shudell who he works for the news Herald. Great reporter. Always covering the Browns. He was at guards fest, the video of Paul Dolan. And then later on, people are complaining about Mike Chernoff saying it. Well, guess what? He said it after Paul Dolan, who's telling him to say that, that the young guys internally, we're going to find a way to get power in our lineup. By developing our young players, we have a lot of confidence in them. Who's telling Mike Chernoff and Chris Antonetti to say these things? Oh, that's right. That's Paul Dolan, who's worth over a billion dollars, if not more, and yet won't allow the baseball people to spend the money to improve this lineup. I'm not looking for one, you know, trying to catch up to the biggest payrolls in baseball. But do something. Allow your baseball minds to do something. When we spend money in the past, it's just we're just throwing money at a guy that we're hoping does something. We didn't actually. I wish Dan Gilbert owned the India or Guardians. I wish someone else did. Just anybody. I just didn't know. Yeah, I want Dan Gilbert. Because guess what? That dude will spend the monies. Jimmy Haslam has learned. He is now allowing the football people to make football decisions. Is it? Driven by analytics, sure, everyone's using numbers, but football, actual professional football is happening on the field. 
the Cavaliers, Dan Gilbert, he puts it in the hands of his basketball minds, the basketball people to make the decisions to Kobe Altman and his front office staff and JV Bickerstaff and his coaching staff. Oh, our top two of our top four players are out. What are we going to do? Allow the basketball people to figure it out and provide them with the resources that you have. Who doesn't do that? Oh, that's right. That's Paul Dolan. We throw money at a guy that we're hoping will be good instead of allowing the baseball people to figure out, pinpoint who's right for our culture, who's right for our lineup, who's right for this baseball organization, and then take the resources that the Dolan family has and take it to that player or players. We don't do it, and it frustrates the heck out of me. Don't worry. They got millions to throw at and help people with the elections, so that's cool. Who cares about our baseball team? Because uh, you got to get your whoever you want to win that, politically. That I don't even I, I don't know who they're associated with at all. I just know they are pumping a bunch of money out there. Kudos, that they're probably more than our baseball team. Kudos to Sherrod Brown. Yeah, that's who I got heard it from. <laughs> if you didn't see it, U.S. Senator in a in a debate with Matt Dolan, who is either Paul's son or somehow related. Sherrod Brown, who was a big Guardians fan, baseball fan here in Cleveland, big Cleveland sports fan, but more so on the baseball side, in a debate, he said something to the effect, well, you guys are spending all this money on your political campaign. Why don't you tell Paul Dolan to spend part of that money to get a power bat in our baseball lineup? Something to that effect. And I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. Keep it going, Sherrod Brown. We need bigger voices to get power in this thinking lineup either contend or don't and when you're ready to contend get power in this lineup develop your pitchers and bring me power it's what i want to see i said so jim harbaugh got uh (laughs) hired by the chargers that's how much that's how much time i wanted to spend all i know is ohio state is pissed and if they don't beat you know who this season he's gone None of that money matters. And Ryan Day, bye-bye. We'll find someone who can actually beat that team up north. Plenty of time to talk about that. Plenty of time to talk about baseball, even though I've done it all here tonight. How do we end the show on a fun note? We'll all find out together. I got one side. figured out. I thought I just thought about it. All right. Jay's got it. We'll all hear about it on the other side. This is the Voice of Land on the Big Play Network. Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout Northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com And make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply. One final segment to go here on this edition of The Voice Land. I am Kevin Arnold. He is always positive, Jay. Peter Tullip alongside as well, back at the ranch. I feel like I've had a therapy session, like a sports therapy session with you guys tonight. (laughs) Even though, like, I wanted to be positive about the Cavs and all I got they they've been playing great basketball. No, they're Especially. down by ten right now. So fifty one forty one with five thirteen in this left in the second. Yeah, and the same people that are only talking about being concerned and think that uh you know everything's gonna be lit on fire when Darius Garland and Evan Mobley come back. They only want to focus on the negative. They'll focus on, oh my gosh, this team is so bad. Did you see that game against the Bucks and how they lost? One game is not going to define it. They have two shots, and this is a great tune-up for the playoffs, too, because, look, you play a playoff series, play a game, you have a game in between to make adjustments, you play another game. Another way for younger guys to get that experience in the regular season against a really good team and for the people that did not play well against the Knicks to play better against the Bucks. So if they do lose tonight, I'm not saying they're going to, but if they do, make your adjustments. Actually plan and prep like you're prepping in a playoff series. This is the one time a year you can do that in the regular season when you don't typically do that as you go from 
city to city and game to game in the NBA. Right, and the Bucks are that. a really good team. It's not like we're it's not like we're playing a scrub team here that we're down. So it's like really they played really good at home. And you know, again, we we asked the question, they they're answering it for us, Jay. What was their motivation going to look like tonight? It was definitely to get a get back for the 40 point and prove that the organization did what the players wanted and now they're ready to show roll. that they're you know, they're ready to roll. Um, I've also complained about people doing media tours that don't need to, and an owner that does not provide resources. So to end with some fun, Jay, throw it to you because you have hamburgers, hot dogs, chicken oh. sandwiches, one gotta go. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We'll never Yikes. do that on our damn show. Yikes. No, <laughs> so me and Peter were talking about his Jeep earlier today and how like Jeeps could take on anything because there's metal so thick on them and they don't like get dented up and i was just it made me think about my first car i've ever had and and i was like i wonder what is my dream car so kevin i'm gonna kick it to you what is your first car you ever had i hope it was a real piece of crap and if anything was really wrong with it tell me all about it before i do that i do want to make sure that we do say that we thank the uh, ohio media school the beyond air network for allowing us to also push our audio sound not just to the main podcast platforms but now to the be on air network platform as well we'll start sharing that a little bit more especially through linkedin and social media and be sure to check out the cleveland crunch on the at theclevelandcrunch.com we'll have the live stream peter myself will all be a part of it and you can also catch it on wobl radio in lorraine county they'll be uh throwing the audio feed of the game out there seven o'clock Game two against the Ohio Extreme at home for the Cleveland Crunch. We are proud to be friends and partners with the Cleveland Crunch as well. We will promote that anytime we can. Now, back to the question at hand. First car was a 2010 Chevy Cobalt. Now, it was a used car, but it was only had like less than 30,000 miles on it because it was a rental car in Florida, then somehow got up to Ohio. Someone owned it very for a very short amount of time, maybe a month. And then it went back to the dealership as a used car. It was actually what I thought was well put together, but I'm not saying anything against, I'm not saying anything against GM, but at that time there were a lot of GM cars that were going through recalls and my Chevy Cobalt went through recalls several times. So at least those are free to have fixed. Yes. And that was like, and general motors always made sure to take care of you and they took care of you the right way. The problem with the car was it started to stall out, I guess. Hmm. And there were two scary moments with my first car. And I know people always have rough experiences with their first car, but both times <clears throat> I was driving on 90 East coming back from basically the Ashtabula County side of things. I, you know, one drive came from Pennsylvania through Ashtabula back home. And another one was just from Geneva, Ohio. Uh, where the Spire Academy, the Spire Institute for Olympic Training is in uh, Northeast Ohio. The Geneva trip, it was raining, and I was following a basically a caravan of cars. And there goes and, Kevin and then again. he froze again. I like how his, where his hands are <laughs> in the froze, though. That's hilarious. Yes. All right. Well, he's gone. His terrible story's over. So, Peter, <laughs> you tell me what your first car was because Kevin is out. Okay, so uh, first car that I actually, like, drove. It wasn't, you know, it was, I had to share it with my sister. It was family's third car. It was a 1982 Ford Granada. It was a black four-door boxy square. Is terrible car. They, it was basically the Ford Granada was like a giant. Oh, that was weird. We just <laughs> there he there he is. Wait, now he's now he's you. Now he's me, Let's and I'm see. Kevin. And he's back. We're is back. he back or is he frozen? Back. Is he frozen he's with frozen. two thumbs up? <laughs> no, I All think right. he's moving. You I think he, he's, he's moving a little bit. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So 1982 Ford Granada was my first car. And it was 82 was the only year I think they made this one. It was a, they used to be like a big, do you remember like the Ford LTDs, like the big square boxy cars? That's kind of what a Granada was. And they made it smaller like this one year. 
whatever. It was it was transportation. Uh, the first car that I actually like bought myself was a 1985. Uh, it was a Buick Century Limited, and that thing was the most comfortable car to drive ever. The front seat was a split bench. It was basically like you're sitting in a sofa, like a big cushy couch. And the thing had a 3.8 V6, so it had a lot of power. It didn't look like it did, but it had a lot of power. So that was a lot of fun. My dream car is pretty close to what I'm driving now. I've got my 2016 Wrangler. Um, I think if I could have any car I'd want, I'd want to go back and get a uh, 95 Wrangler. That was the first Wrangler I had. And it was a really basic Jeep, but it was just because it was so basic. It was just so much fun. So, there you go. So, Kevin, you were you were on a death trip there from back from yeah. Geneva. Yeah. Uh, car kind of stalled out, and I, you know, as we're driving, we're all driving the same, like, speed, keeping our distance. It was raining a lot on uh, 90, and a car stalled out, and it spun off the road. It absolutely spun off the road. And I thought I was going to flip. I started going to the right because I was in the far left lane. I started going to the right. Luckily... I was able to correct a little bit and then the car ripped all the way to the left into the grassy area. And I slid through a bunch of mud, all of that. People were like stopped at the exit close to where I was at. And they started like running across the highway to see if I was okay. And the second time was coming back. Wait, from you, have you ever done donuts in a parking lot before no. in the snow for fun? I didn't think so. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's an inside joke with me and it. <laughs> Me and Peter right now. <laughs> Kevin didn't know what to do, Peter. Yep, overcorrected. Yep, and he kept spinning. We were, no, like before the show, we were talking cars, and we were talking how people should go do donuts in the parking lot so that when they start spinning, they actually know what to do because you're supposed to turn the opposite way or whatever. Yeah, best thing I, you can I, do is I, snowy, icy weather. If there's a big open parking lot, just go take your car and just start sliding on purpose just so you can figure out like so you get used to how to handle it. you know how your car is going to react yeah. it, it's just yeah we had a nice long conversation about that before you joined <laughs> well what's your dream car kevin dodge charger cherry red dodge charger cherry red dodge what year like new old uh like the newer style when they brought the charger back yeah 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 that's but, what I'm saying. Not like the Fast and Furious Charger. No, but I mean, if I got one of those and it was cherry red, I'd be fine with that too. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my first car. If you thought yours was scary, it was like I think an '81 Jetta. Oh, brown with brown interior. It had a moonroof, and I, sh I almost swore. Did I uh, kid you not. You had to crank it. It was like a circle, and you had to like like uh -huh. a window. And I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm old and enough. It's the goofiest jingle when you open this car, but that's just the goofy things about it. If you hit the gas too hard, the throttle would stick. <laughs> so I would have to brake as hard as I could, put it in neutral, turn the car off as quick as I could, run out, pop my hood, loosen up the throttle thing, and go on with my business. If I, when I would get to stop signs, I would have to put it in neutral and idle it myself because it would stall out. And then I would have, like, it was like a stiff shift. And if I didn't give it the right amount, it'd just be like, meh, 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 meh. And it had no exhaust, but it's called a cherry bomb, I think, if mm -hmm. you know what that is, Peter. Yeah. Oh, my God. This thing went as fast as a go-kart, but sounded like a muscle car. And it was so ridiculous. I don't know how. I ever got a girl to go in that car. What's My dream car is probably a souped-up H1 Hummer. Like, I just want one of those. Oh, the, the original, original. Yeah. Yeah. I, but so, if you ever see them, like, sometimes they get the interior. It looks all super nice and fancy and stuff. I had a, fr a friend of mine. At, Kevin? A friend of mine had one of those back in what was that? late 90s. Had one of those H1 Hummers. <laughs> 
banging one of his toys off the ground. <laughs> I just, I just heard like this banging noise off the, off to the side, and he just likes to make noise and just hit his toys off the ground, off the ground, off the ground. Well, I He's thought probably... you saw like a ghost. You were just like, Whoa. no, but like <laughs> because I have my headphones in, like sounds are like kind of like around me, and I, yeah. I don't, I don't exactly know. But he's probably got his like his plastic bat from one of his toys and he's just hitting off the, just like bam bam from the flintstones just hitting <laughs> off the ground but peter i was gonna tell you the first car i owned because that jetta was like kind of the family car for mm-hmm. me and my brothers is the a 93 cadillac fleetwood broham oh, with geez. airbag suspension the same kind of like front seat like it was like a couch mm-hmm. oh yeah i love that thing so much I would let my, I just throw my friends the keys. I'm like, I'm going to go sit in the back seat. That thing's like a full-size couch back there. I'm cool. Oh, I love that thing. I definitely put a huge audio system in it. Oh, yeah. It was great. When I was in college, real quick, when I was in college, my Century, that Buick Century I had, I got rented and it was in the shop. My dad's business partner at the time had an old, it was, I believe it was a 79. It was a 79 Cadillac Fleetwood Brome. And that's boxy and boxy, huge. huge air air ride suspension, level ride. So if you piled a bunch of people in it, it would just it would jack like, up the back. Oh yeah, yep, it would level it would out. Like, Thirty gallon gas tank. Then got like eight yep. miles to the gallon. It was a seven liter V eight in that yeah. thing. And you could so probably I had, I had a three fifty. Yeah, and you could probably three fifty or three fifty one. I forget what their exact spec was. You could probably fit about ten bodies in the trunk of that car. That car was yeah huge. And it was I so much fun to drive. I put 12-inch speakers in the back of my trunk. <laughs> I believe it. My ride. <laughs> oh, that was before Exhibit was pimping rides, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that was way before Exhibit. I don't know. Maybe you should have been hosting that show. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? something? I know for a fact every person on that show, not one of them were an actual mechanic. They were all actors. I believe it. Uh, I, did you see I what they did to some of those cars? You there, pimp your ride, but uh, one of my buddies was a friend. It's reality television. It's reality television, but it's not actual reality. So, right. You know. and, like, they messed up people's cars and stuff. Like, that was not I good. I know. I know they did. It was the a other... sweet show to watch, though, back in the day. I ain't gonna yeah, watch. Hey, but, was, you got, yeah. but you got an aquarium in your, you know, 1990 <laughs> Honda Accord. So, it's sweet. <laughs> that all the fish probably died in days later. <laughs> SNL this past weekend actually did a, a the only reason like pit my rides on my mind is because they did this skit. They're basically a new version of the digital shorts that Andy Samberg used to do. Mm-hmm. They have this new group, this group of three guys. They're like a comedian group, and I think they're also like writers on the show. So they did like a, a pit my ride, like they were bringing it back type thing. And it was for their janitor in their building. So, like, everything, like, had, like, mop buckets. And so it was, <laughs> <laughs> if you get a it chance. It was all SNL'd up. I'll, I'll, yeah, look, I'll all... look that one up. That sounds yeah, pretty yeah, good. Look, it, it, that, that group is actually really funny. It's kind of, like, dry humor at times, but it's they are a funny, funny group. I can't remember the name of their community You got to find me the, a video on YouTube and send me the link. I will. I will I will try to do that. But I'm getting word that it wasn't well, that or a toy. Did I freeze again? No, you're good. No, nope. I so said there okay. it is. Okay, there it is. I'm getting word that it wasn't a toy, a bat, anything like that. It was his bottle, so he's not eating. He's just banging the bottle off the ground. So I'm going to go help my wife, and that's going to wrap it up for this edition of The Voice Land. We talked about a lot tonight. We'll be back again next Wednesday, but make sure you catch the replay all over social media and the audio replay, Google, Spotify, Apple, and the Be On Air Network. Catch the Cleveland Crunch game if you're not heading out to the Soccer Sportsplex in North Olmstead this Saturday at 7 o'clock. Make sure to catch it, theclevelandcrunch.com. Live streaming link will be there, and you can catch the audio version online and on the airwaves with WOBL, the radio station out in Lorain County. we got to thank them for all their support as well. Thank you to Big Play. Thank you to Vector Technical for Always Positive J. Peter Tellup, I'm Kevin Arnold. Check out our friends who are going to record here in just a minute with Peter, the Side Hustle podcast with pro wrestling talk out the wazoo. I wish I was joining him because there's so much going on in the professional wrestling ranks, but I digress. I'll do a rant and I'll join them at some other time. This has been the Voice Land, the Big Play Network. 
Don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all, 3,000. And don't talk about it. Be about it. We live life, all gas, no breaks. Can't ever forget that one. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time right here on the Big Play Network.